Welcome to The Grow Show with me as your host, Joe Camerato. I am an entrepreneur who created my company, National Business Capital, from literally $0 out of my spare bedroom to over $2 billion in business loans secured for entrepreneurs nationwide. Since 2007, I have seen just about every type of business. I provide money and help entrepreneurs access capital to scale fast, but I also know that it's possible for you, as you scale, to replace yourself to build systems, processes, and great teams of people that can live on without you so you can actually enjoy your life and your company can still grow. I will not only tell you the peaks and valleys of my story, but I will also bring on world-class entrepreneurs to tell their stories and share their lessons on their growth journeys. Welcome to The Grow Show. All right, thanks for tuning in to to The Grow Show. Uh, With me is your host, Joe Camberato. Um, the show is all about entrepreneurs growing, making it happen in their industries. Um, super excited to have Ann Malum on today, um, who is just a rock star entrepreneur. And, you know, excited to, uh, to talk with her, to hear more of her story. Um, I've got to spend some time with Ann. It's just amazing what you're doing. So thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Excited to be here. Good stuff. So, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? I'd, I'd really love to kind of hear, you know, y- y- your story is really amazing. You shared a little bit about me, you know, uh, you know, when we met in person um, and um, and just, you know, learning more about it. I, I, I think it's wild. I think, you know, I think sometimes when we see people, we assume when, when they're like really doing well that, you know, they they come from, you know, a good place or money or had help or went to an Ivy league school or whatever. And, um, you know, you know, you came from like a middle-class community, you know, a small town and, you know, it's amazing what you've been able to, you know, um, do. Um, I think, uh, you know, your, your business solid, uh, you know, core, um, you've really been blown out of the park and I know you're on to to better things, but would really love to kind of hear the story of, of how you, um, you know, started and, um, and how you really blew up, you know, your, uh, your business solid core. Yeah. Happy to, to chat about that. Thanks for the kind words. So I, I am from Bismarck, North Dakota, and you alluded to some of this, but definitely didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs or a family uh, of money. My mom is a school teacher. Um, very, I don't want to say traditional from a gender perspective, but very traditional as it relates to, she's been a, she, she had one job her whole life, you know, worked at the same school, taught the same grade, pretty much her, her whole life. And then my dad uh, sold and still sells insurance. Um, but my my dad, unfortunately, has had his fair share of addictions uh, in his in his life. And it's it's interesting when you ask somebody, you know, what what are you addicted to? My dad very, I think, even bravely and honestly says everything. When when you when you're an addict, there's not like something you're not. You might not have tried something, but if there's something that would give pleasure to my dad you become addicted to it. So whether it's food, uh, drugs, alcohol, gambling, and those four things, I think my dad would say he's absolutely been addicted to all of those things. And un- uh, unfortunately, gambling um, kind of tore apart my family when I was a teenager. My dad went through recovery for drugs and alcohol when he was uh, younger, and I was too young to remember. So I never saw that part of my father. Um, But the gambling, you know, really is what tore apart my parents' marriage and, of course, um, caused the destruct to to the family union I had. And my dad moved out 
So I was, I was confused and angry um, and also just tried to solve the problem as a 16 year old. And I didn't really get addiction and understand that my dad just couldn't stop, that there was sort of a chemical imbalance that was causing his behaviors. Um, but he continued to struggle with, with gambling over the next um, several years. And, you know, I sort of felt Joe, like I had my whole life figured out before all that happened. And I was really motivated to make my life happy and great and amazing uh, after this thing happened with my dad. It was almost like, I don't want to feel this pain again. And the way for me not to feel pain is to take control of everything I possibly can, including my future, my finances, my happiness, my fulfillment. Um, so I feel like I just sort of always have been focused and going deep on those things. And when I was 26, I had moved out east and went to graduate school and then found myself in Philadelphia. And I think was in this place that everybody at some point enters and it can happen in your early years, midlife or later in life when you start to be like, what am I here for? Like, what are my gifts? What's my purpose? What is this all for? These, these bigger questions. And you know, I just always felt like I was supposed to do something special and big. I always sort of felt like I was a little bit different, um, not in a bad way, but just like the things that made me happy um, weren't the sort of normal traditional things that I could I could observe around other people. I wanted I wanted bigger sort of something. I wanted more meaning in my life, and I was running every single day at this point. And I was running by a homeless shelter that was not even like a quarter mile from my apartment in Philly. And just one day in June, um, actually it was probably late May, this idea happened that I'm like, oh, like, why don't I start a running club for the group of guys that I see outside this homeless shelter every day that I had begun to form a little like friendly relationship with? And it was literally in that moment, you know, we talk about sliding door moments, but that the course of my life completely changed. I called the shelter and asked if I could start a running club and it took a lot of convincing. And I just had quit my job trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And in a matter of weeks, I got this like running club for this homeless shelter up and up and running, so to speak. And all of the media got involved. We're like so enamored with this story. The group of guys that I had met, um, I got to know them and I believed that they could really change the direction of their life if we could change the way that they saw themselves. All of the hurt and the pain that my dad's addictions, you know, had sort of caused himself and my parents' marriage and our family now had some sort of direction and, and good that came out of it. So like my life was starting wow. to make sense in a way that nobody else could really understand. And when you're going through that and you're like, oh my God, I get it. Like, this is, this is what it's all been for. Um, and I remember asking anybody who would listen to me and anybody who I respected adult figures, like, oh my God, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. And people were like, what? Like, what do you mean? This is what you're supposed to do like for work. And I'm like, yeah, like I am, this is what I was put on this earth to do. And I'm supposed to build this into a fully functioning nonprofit with funding, with deeper programming that can truly help people who found themselves living in homeless shelters through this sport of running and then through additional programming, get them, quote unquote, back on their feet, which became the name of the program.
And I'll tell you what, Joe, and a lot of entrepreneurs can think about these stories. Everybody thought I was nuts. Everybody thought it was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's yep. great that you're like running with these guys on the side and a hobby wanted to help them, but you're taking things a little too far. And like, what do you mean you're going to walk away from a career and, and do this full time? But no one else saw what I saw and no one else could see in the vision of what I, what I, what I could. And it was the first time when I was 26 years old that I had to really make my own decision in a really big way when everybody else around me told me this is not smart. And um, I'll never like I'll never forget that. It's when I really learned to trust myself in a really big way. And so I, you know, put everything in that I possibly had all of my energy, talent, time, surrounded myself with people smarter than me. And you know, we like built this amazing organization that still runs today. It, it Today, it's like a $9 million organization a year, all privately funded through corporations, individuals, foundations, doesn't take any government funding, operates in 14 cities and has helped thousands of people transition from homeless shelters to living self-sufficiently, wow. helping them like believe in themselves and changing their identity. So that was my first entrepreneur, entrepreneurial effort. That's amazing. And, you know, it's definitely hard. Everyone's got their opinions. And usually most people never see what you're seeing. That's what I, I've learned. So I really appreciate what you're saying. And, and when I first started, you know, my company, um, you know, small business loans, everyone laughed at me like bank, oh, bankers laughed at me like, oh, you're going to do yeah. small business loans. And you know, you know, here we are now, we've done over 27,000 of those small business <laughs> loans. Right, you know? and, right. like, and, and you just, it's amazing the opinions. I don't know if people are scared because they're not making moves themselves or, or they're scared for you um, or they just, you know, they just don't get it. I don't know. It's just, it's always just interesting, but. Well, I've, I've done thinking about that and, and it makes perfect sense to me why the people that I was asking back then gave the answers they gave. I didn't know any entrepreneurs. So I was asking uh, my mom, my dad, you know, people mm -hmm. I worked with. And so when someone's never done what you're talking about doing, you know, they're they're critical of it. They they're not taking the path that that you took. All they know is their own path and what's worked for them. So yeah. it was it's a really great lesson, frankly. When you're seeking advice about something, try to find somebody who's done it because at least they'll understand where you're coming from a little bit more. If you're trying to start your own business and you're talking to people who never have done it, of course, they're going to tell you all the reasons why it won't work. They don't have the temperament for it. You know, they don't have the experience. They don't have the guts, whatever it is. It's just a different type of person for better or for worse. So it's a lesson that I, I have learned along the way is, you know, I, if I got a question about finance and real estate, I ask people who are experienced, you know, in those departments instead of somebody who has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, no, it's a really good call. It's, you know, watch, watch where that advice is coming from. And, and and it's the truth. And I think especially, you know, in, in the beginning of, of my entrepreneur journey too, you, you go to your friends and family because those are the best folks that you know to go to. And, and, um, yeah. and, and once I, you know, learned that, it's funny, I did speak to some entrepreneurs and that kind of put me on the right course to get my business to that next level. Um, and it's really, uh, it's a, you know, such a true story and, and super important. And I think it's important, um, 
especially, I mean, for anybody, but especially if you're in business, you, you know, um, where you're getting uh, your information from. And then more importantly, like, even if someone is an entrepreneur or owner or whatever, you know, what, like, have they been successful in whatever it is that you're asking about, right? So, because you, you could be like, you know, in the that field or industry or that business, but also not be successful. So, yeah, um, you know, so I think that's important. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, we tend, you're, you're absolutely right. We tend to ask people we know, and we're not asking people based on what they know. And <laughs> it, just like you wouldn't, you know, you would never go ask your friend how to build a house if they've never done it. But we tend to ask our friends all kinds of questions on relationships, you know, just on opinions that really they're probably not qualified to give answers to. They can tell you what they think, but it's if it's not based on experience or, uh, or expertise, it's, it's, it's sort of what the, you know, what's the, what's the point? hundred percent. And, and, um, you know, I think the other thing that you brought up, which is important and, you know, is, you know, just like the, the, you know, the, it, you go through that pain with, you know, with your parents, my parents got divorced in, in second grade and I moved around a lot and money was always an issue. And, and, you know, I really had a lot of resentment from that. I appreciate all that today because it really made me who I am. Yeah. And it absolutely gave me the drive. Like everything you said resonated with me, you know, never wanted to deal with the pain of, you know, not having money, not having control of my life, all those things and, 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 and really taking control. And I definitely knew from a young age that I was going to go make it happen and do whatever was necessary. Cause I was not going to have a challenging life because of money. And, I've learned now to I actually really appreciate all that happened when I was younger because mm -hmm. it, it it lit this fire in me that I don't know if I'd have if I didn't go through those challenging times. So I appreciate them for, you know, um, for all of that. I hated them for it when I was younger, but now I really appreciate it. And and I moved around. I went to like, I think, three middle schools, three or four high schools. Um, and I hated that. And that also made me who I am. I can get along with anybody today right. because of that. Um, and there's actually like a study or something that like a lot, like, like a lot of successful entrepreneurs have like actually went to multiple schools or moved around or, hmm. or something like that. I was just reading something about this. Um, but you know, just, just really interesting stuff. I think, and, and I think it's important to talk about because entrepreneurs watching the show that are trying to grow sometimes like our personal shit is what really holds us back. And, and you've got to really address that and address your mindset and clean up a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, because it, you know, in business, it's not all like being great at business. It's sometimes just being great at controlling your emotions and yourself and getting over certain things. And there was a lot of things, you know, through my growth journey that I've had to address personally that have helped catapult me and be better um, in my business and, and, so I think a lot of the things that we think are bad in our lives, um, we can use as excuses like of why things didn't go the right way. But I think a lot of those things, a lot of those bad things actually could be superpowers if you really think about it. So, Listen, I've seen plenty of people who want to be entrepreneurs and there's a common theme that I see between them is that they haven't gone through anything hard. And the people who want to be entrepreneurs and don't ever end up making the leap are those same people. And if, if, I, if it doesn't mean you have to have, you know, pain in any which way, but I can tell this and say with pretty certainty, you know, a lot of people ask like, oh my God, I'm like, you are 26 years old. You know, how did you have the guts and the bravery to like not listen to anybody and, you know, move forward? And I said, well, 
if you think about it, I, from, again, I'm from North Dakota and most of the people that I grew up with are still back there. Most of the people I grew up with went to college there. I went to college in Minnesota and then I went out to intern in DC for my US Senator, not knowing anybody, moved in with people I didn't know. Brand new city, didn't know. What's this subway thing? Didn't know. There were so many examples, Joe, of in my personal life where I had had to figure things out and I yep. was constantly putting myself in new situations to do that. So what happens? My confidence grows. Oh, I have all of this um, empirical evidence and historical evidence of like, I know how to figure things out. And yeah. I, I trust myself to be able to figure things out. Like new things don't scare me because I'm constantly putting myself in those situations. So starting back on my feet, wasn't my first time, you know, doing something new. I had moved cities. I have lived by myself at that point. I've lived with people I never met at that point. I switched jobs. Like there was so many of those things. So if you're, and again, as you know, to be an entrepreneur, you've got to get comfortable with things that come up on a daily basis that you didn't plan for. So you have to be real. You have to have a temperament for that. You need to know how to change direction. You need to know how to, how to expect the unexpected you uh, need to be able to um, manage multiple things at the same time. Like there's a lot of this stuff that just comes from someone's personality traits. So I always ask and I really get to know the person who's the founder and it tells you a lot about their capabilities to run a, run a business and how they're going to actually show up when it gets hard. Um, so it's really important in, in my book. And I have the same thing. I was so mad at my mom and dad back then, but yep. you know, it's frankly why I share a lot of my wealth with my family. Like without them, I, I wouldn't have been this person, um, without, you know, my dad being an addict without the struggles, I probably never would have wanted the things that I want. I never would have, you know, would have been emotionally driven to, to do the things that I do, and it gets me a lot of joy. Like I bought my dad a house. I bought my dad a car. I've given plenty of money to my mom, my aunt, my, bro my brother, my sister. Um, and it's because of my upbringing in a big way that like I was able to achieve as much success as I have. Really good stuff. It's awesome. You know, a lot of people won't share this type of stuff, um, you know, and um, and you know, uh, I do. And, and it's cool to hear, you know, it's cool to hear you share it, you know, because it, it does make you who you are. And it's cool the way that you've pulled it out. A lot of people go through the whole lives never actually getting, you know, to uh, to where you are and kind of flipping the switch of, of the way you look at it. So really cool stuff. And the reality is you got to be different to be an entrepreneur. And you, know, you right. said that <laughs> I am definitely uh, a, a different person. I think it takes a different type of individual to do it. It's not an yeah. easy thing. And there's a lot of adversity, uh, a lot of challenges. You got to keep your head screwed on straight. You got to keep moving. Um, it's just, it's nonstop. And, and it's not really for everybody. I think, I think that's important. There's just too much BS, I think, on social media today where it's like, just go be an entrepreneur. And, you know, well, it, not just that, Joe, it's the messages around like getting rich quick. Like there's all these yeah. things. And it's like, that's, it's just, you're talking about years. Like, I'm actually really proud of how I built my net worth in the last 10 years. But like, it took years and consistently yeah. showing up to, you know, saying no to other things. But like, the only way it happens overnight is if you're, you know, uh, get, get winning the winning the lottery. Even the professional sports players you see that get drafted and get this big contract, 
that's the moment you're seeing, but you're not seeing the years of dedication, you know, work commitment to that point of getting that good, constantly choosing to, you know, play basketball or whatever, every single day, night, weekend, off season, you name it. Um, so the people who really make it are those folks who are highly committed on a consistent basis to doing what they're doing. And there's no, there's no shortcut to that. And through social media has created, you know, that misnomer out there. And it's like, that's just not the way that it works. I mean, good luck, man. Like, go ahead. But- yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I started this thing 15 years ago, like right. <laughs> out of my bedroom and, 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 you know, super proud of where, where we are. We're in an right. amazing place, but it's been 15 years. Like it takes time to build something, to build a brand, uh, to, to, you know, it just, it just doesn't, you know, happen overnight. And I continue to improve and make things better and, and shift directions and, you know, everything it's, and, um, you want to know what you'll find interesting, Joe, is what you just said. Like I had an, I had a major jet ski accident, you know, three, three and a half years ago and could have easily oh, wow. lost my life and for sure thought I was going to lose my leg. And the biggest wow. lesson I learned from that is what you and I just talked about with how long success takes, man, you, you snap your fingers and it a car be- happens. It can all be taken away in the yeah. blink of an eye, but you can never get it in the blink of an eye. Like it's yeah. so much effort, consistent work to make sure you're building, I mean, think a relationship, anything, right? It takes years, but it can all go away so quickly. 100%. That's why, you know, you got to be grateful for what you got going on, where you're at and uh, and everything, you know, around you. Yeah. It, it definitely can change fast. And, and, and I've, you know, experienced it you know, starting and then going to the 0809 recession. I mean, I was just getting started, but you know, COVID, I mean, you know, yeah. um, my whole business stopped and, and, and I'm sure yours did as well, you know, tied to, you know, people coming into a gym and it, it, you can do all the things right. And then life happens or something happens. That's just out of your control. It doesn't. Yeah. But Joe, think about that from your sake, right? I'm sure you had the same mentality when COVID happened, there's a lot of businesses that didn't make it. And, and I don't know all of their stories or whatever else, but I can remember on day two when we shut down and they, they maybe even the next day after our team, hundreds of, of people on this phone call. And I was just like, we will get through this. There is not a doubt in my mind. I need you guys to trust me. It's going to be a little bumpy, but I my goal is to make sure you guys have a job to come back to. And if there's anybody you want on your team in the middle of a crisis, it is Ann Mallum. And, and I had no qualms. I, I asked for the trust because I knew that I could I I would be able to deliver. And there was just nothing that was going to take what I had worked so hard. I mean, COVID happened 2020. So we were six and a half years into building Solid Core. It was my like, it was everything to me. There's no way yeah. that. 100%. It was for me. No way. No, I, I love it. I think I might have had the same conversation. I, I swear to God. I mean, and and um and and it was the truth. And I I, I basically said the same thing. Like I don't know what to expect, and this is going to be crazy. I, it's going to get it's going to get wild here. But the 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 whole my whole goal was to protect, right, and, right, uh, and 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 come back. And we came back strong. And I think the whole point that I I think for you too is like lessons learned and came back stronger, better than ever right. and looking at things a lot differently. Right. So, um, it put me into a whole nother gear that I didn't even know I had, you know, which, well, was, and uh, hopefully Joe, you can reflect because it's like, I did too. Like, where does that come from? Like that, that, that right there is if you ever need it, need a, to start another business or need funding, call me because that right there, I know you won't lose. 
I know yeah. it's almost too much <laughs> for you. It means it just means your reputation, like everything about that just is like, I don't care how hard it gets. Like I am not leaving. I'm not 100%. going anywhere. And, and I think it's just like, I'm not like, this is, I'm not going to let this, like you work so hard and it's just, it, I don't know if it's not losing, not having something taken away. Yeah. Um, also, um, not afraid to fail um, and have been through, like, you know what? I, I woke up every morning and I said to myself every day, and this is what helped, one of the things that helped get me through it besides working out and meditating and everything else uh, and moving um, to keep my head screwed on straight was like, how lucky am I that I have a business to lose? And just to kind of throw it into that perspective. And I, I literally said that to myself every day. And, you know, I think because it was so crazy and there was so much going on, I kind of had to really psych my mind out and and say these things to myself to real, like put it all in like perspective. Um, I when I was saying this to some other friends and own businesses, they thought I was nuts. You know, I'm like, well, it's, it's the fucking truth, you know, yeah. um, and and stupid things like that helped me, you know, and. and <laughs> totally. You sound a little bit like a wartime CEO, which I definitely am. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> let's bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> well, good stuff. Well, let's let's talk about Solid Core. Um, really amazing what you've got, you know, happening there. And uh I can't wait for there's one closer, uh closer to my house. Um Where do you but, live? Uh, I'm I'm out. Um I live out on the east east end of uh Long Island. So there's one. I know a little bit out west, I think in Westbury, right? Or something like that. Uh, yeah, in um, Service Road, 250. Roslyn. Roslyn. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, tell me, kind of tell me. and Because you, you share, like, you got rocking this awesome foundation, which is really amazing of where that's at and that's still going. And then what gave you the idea to start, you know, Solid Core? Yeah, so listen, um, when, when how many locations? What was that? And how many locations are you at now? Oh, Solid Core has 93 locations wow. around the country. Yeah, awesome. all entirely corporately owned. Um, so listen, when I was at back on my feet, especially in the beginnings, I was like, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. I found it. Oh, my God. I'm so lucky. I, I, this is what I've been looking for. And I had a lot of fun uh, and felt super fulfilled. But what I didn't know about myself when I started that, which is, what I know now, I, I am a serial entrepreneur. I love to create and build and scale things that make people's lives better. And there was not just going to be one chapter of that in in my life. I didn't know that at the time, but you know, six years in, it's like this knock, like this mental knock. And it's like, all right, Anne, like you did your job here. Like you got a great board. You are, you've financially set this organization is financially sound. It has a ton of funding partners, you know, you've got a team, uh, it's, it's time. And I'm like, what? Like, am I literally having these thoughts right now? Like, I'm going to walk away from this thing that I built out of my personal pain and go do yeah. something else. And you're like, no way. Like, what? like, shut up. And, and it just didn't go away. And then I had to start get really honest of why I was ignoring that. And it was my ego, you know, like when you, when you, as a founder, when you create something, uh, a lot of founders end up with founder syndrome and they end up staying because they don't know how to let go, even though you're better off moving on. And the organization, frankly, is is better off having somebody else come into the helm at that point. 
Um, I'm not a great operator, like vertical growth. Like I like to create beginning scale, put the systems process people in place. And once all that's done, I'm kind of like, well, now I'm bored. Um, and I'm not the yeah. best at just continuing to operate. So that's kind of where I felt back on my feet was. And that's why I was probably feeling that way of what the organization needed actually started to become draining for me. And so I think I was just paying attention to how I was feeling. And so I was like, okay, like I, I'm, I'm listening. I hear you, but what's this next thing going to be? Like, I can't just leave and go get another job. Like I need to create something else, right? There was some of that pressure about whether it's winning or like, how do I top this? What do I do next? Um, and I didn't know what that was, but at least I was in the state of let's start paying attention. And so I worked out a lot, worked out more than anybody else you probably know. And I was in LA for work and I walked by this Pilates studio that I was like, oh my God, how LA is this studio with its wallpaper and its machines and its pink lights. And I'm like, I'm going to go do this workout class. It'll be like fun and cute. And it was really challenging, like probably the most challenging workout I've ever done. And I just didn't know you could work out that way. I didn't, I thought you had to beat up your body. I thought you had to jump pound, you know, kind of move quickly, be out of breath. And so when I came back to New York, um, I started taking uh, classes, Pilates classes. And I was like, this is insane. This is amazing. This is my next thing. Like there's not a brand that I could see when I started doing research that was really doing it well in the way that I knew I could do it. Like I thought it needed to have, have more intensity. I thought it needed to be a cooler brand. Uh, I know how to build community really well. Experiences are like my bread and butter. So I'm like, oh my God, this is it. And it happened again, Joe. Like when I told people that I was opening a high-end, you know, fitness brand, people were like, what? And not my Here she goes again. Here she goes again. And like, wait, you're supposed to be like, and we have this image of you now of like your life is dedicated to helping people. And like, aren't you supposed to go to Africa to, to help all the children? And I'm like, I'm getting in the for-profit space. Uh, you can also, you can, you can help people and make products in a business that improves people's life and make money. It's what drives me crazy when people talk about, you know, people over profits, profits over people. I'm like, guys, you don't have to treat people poorly to make money. You just don't yeah. I feel great about, we just paid out double bonuses to every single one of our full-time employees last month because we had the best year ever in 2022. Like, that's we awesome. do right by our people. I feel very good about uh, uh, the way that I have built my own wealth and how a solid court treats people. So anyway, I, I moved to DC. Uh, I opened up my first uh, solid core uh, location and put all my money in. I had saved $175,000 by this point and I put it all in. And again, people were like, this woman is nuts. I can't believe it. <laughs> Listen, when you bet big on yourself, Joe, and, and you have the belief systems that you and I do in ourselves, like there's really big payoffs there. And it just, I just knew like, this is just not going to fail. It's not an option for me. People who talk about, you know, failure, it's okay. To, I'm like, I get some of that, but a true, like unbelievable top level entrepreneur, failure is not an option. You've got to find the 2,700 different ways to pivot and make it work. And I knew that I was committed to doing that. If what I did didn't work, I was going to figure it out. So right. yeah, I hope the boats. yeah, like you just, you, and if, and if you're going to let failure wash over you, you try a couple of things, oh, it's not working. 
that's not, you're never going to make it as an entrepreneur. I can't tell you how many times I have had to pivot in every area of, of whether it's back on my salad core now to make it work. And you have to be smart enough, resourceful enough to, to know how and when to pivot, to keep the company, you know, serving and going. So anyway, first studio opened and it was full and packed and, killing it. And, and, uh, you know, every dollar that I was making, I put into open studio number two and then studio three, four five, like so on and so forth. And, you know, made it, uh, to 25 studios before I took private equity funding. I made my own machines, same thing. I'm like, I need to learn how to manufacture my own machines because the ones I'm using are breaking there. It's taking too long to get them fixed. I'm, I'm, I am going through a third party to do that. Like we need our own machine, our own manufacturer that like there's direct access to, and I'm not paying a premium. So that was a year long process of doing that, but what was totally worth it, it cost, it was expensive. And there were some errors and mistakes made along the way, but it was the same thing. I have to, I have to figure this out. If I want to scale this business in the way that I want to, this piece is crucial to getting sorted out so I can do that. So, yeah. And then, um, you know, I've raised, uh, I've raised two rounds of private equity. I was, I was hoping to step down as CEO, uh, in 2020, I was hoping to sell the company. We hired bankers, everything was looking good. And then COVID happened. And then of course I stayed on, you know, through April, 2021, uh, to just make sure the company, you know, I, I was leading it through this crisis and we raised, we have, we were able to raise 50 million of private equity in February of 2021. And with that deal, I was very adamant that like my COO, who's extraordinary, who they got to know really well, was going to step in as CEO. So I could move into the exec chair role and, you know, start to be the coach more than the quarterback. Um, yeah. Because listen, guys, if you're starting a company and, and you're the one that makes it work at some point, if you want to sell it and you're the person that's still at the helm, like you're going with to the next buyers. And I didn't want that for myself. I wanted to make sure the company was set up, had a great management team and that I was free to start to explore what's next in my life. Good stuff. That's awesome. I, I love the story and uh, I love how you powered through it. And I love how, you know, you bet in yourself. It's, um, it, it, you know, and <laughs> you're all in, you know, and I think, I, I think that's like the biggest takeaway from, you know, from this day is like, you got to be all in, like, if you're not all in, it's just, it's just not going to, uh, it's not going to work and you got to keep changing and making it happen. And I, I've pivoted and changed so many times, you know, in my business. And I think the ones who do that, that those are the ones who are successful. I mean, it's just impossible not to. And Things are just changing way too fast today. Yeah. You want to know what interesting, you know, I'm, I, my, my boyfriend and I have been dating six months now and, and he came out of a relationship. There's a relevancy to entrepreneurship, trust me, but he came <laughs> out of a relationship, you know, beginning of last year and, um, you know, had his heart broken. And I also had had my heart broken and, you know, we had this sort of like come to Jesus moment in our relationship in the last few weeks because there was 5% of just like, in case this doesn't work out, let me keep 5% of doubt over here. Just, just so I don't feel like a fool if I get my heart broken again, just so I feel like I'm not all quite in. And you, you almost can convince yourself you're being smart. 
and people yeah. abuse with and so obviously we both had to really be vulnerable and and you know and it's just like our relationship has completely just we both feel this major difference instead of trying to protect our own hearts of just trusting that the other we have to trust the other person and you have to go all in otherwise the relationship is never going to be what it needs to be in order to succeed and there's no difference with that with business joe if because people are so afraid of rejection and failure right so what we normally do we put one foot in and we keep one foot out just so we're able to say oh well i never yeah. was really all in anyway you know oh well it's the economy oh well it's we, we we want an excuse in the back pocket in case it doesn't work out and i can guarantee you if you're playing that card and you're 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 tiptoeing in and you think you're 70 percent in your business is not going to work you just have to go all in and you need to commit to it and you need to be entirely focused. And that is when you think about the people who make it through the tough stuff, it's the people like you and I, who just said during COVID, I don't care what the fuck, sorry, if I can't swear on your podcast, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what it is you throw at me. It's, it's, I'm going to make it. And yep. when you have that mentality, it usually works out. Uh, really, really good stuff. Well, speaking of all in, what, you know, what's next and what are you going all in on, uh, you know, next? Yeah. So I'm starting a new fitness company, which never, I never thought I would say, um, but yeah, <laughs> so, so it's another, it's called Ambition. Uh, we're opening three locations in New York, um, Brooklyn Heights uh, in March, like March 17th, and then two more in April, uh, Flatiron and Chelsea. So the concept is it's a it's a dual studio concept where you've got uh, four different workouts. The problem that we we're solving is again I'm pretty sophisticated in the workout space, and a lot of the workouts that we go to are just mainly about you moved your body today and that's great. And there's not a lot of sophistication behind what you're trying to achieve with your fitness, wellness, aesthetic, performance, whatever. So we are taking the boutique fitness industry and like sophisticating it, if that's the word, sophisticating it, and putting sophistication behind it. Um, the reality is so far away with this, people are working out for a particular reason. Either you wanna lose weight, you're trying to gain more muscle mass, you're trying to improve your endurance, you're trying to um, improve your muscle tone, like all of these different types of things. And a lot of the boutique fitness, you know, isn't talking about that. They're just like, like, for example, if you go to Barry's, oh, sh what should I do first, the treadmill or the floor? It's like, well, whatever's open. Well, that's not a really helpful answer. If I'm trying to lose weight, you do yeah. your cardio first and then you go lift, right? If you're trying to get more bulk or you're trying to build muscle, you lift first and then do cardio. Yep. So there's just this lack of education out there in the boutique fitness world. So we're keeping all of the great things about it. The, the space is unbelievably beautiful. The community, you know, the experiential brand, the client uh, services, uh, our head of client services comes from solid core Disney and Disney and like completely understands, you know, that aspect of, of how to treat people. Um, but we're going to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve in, in our workouts with athletic conditioning, strength. We have a hot athletic yoga and then a, a deep recovery stretch workout are going to help you like achieve the results that you're looking for. Um, our, our entire talent and head, I'm sorry, our head of talent um, and product, you know, is an MMA fighter. She's got her you know, uh, advanced degree in exercise science. She's been working in this space for a long time and she's pumped to finally be part of something that is focused on really helping people understand 
what their workout, how their workouts are lining up with their goals. I don't know about you, but again, for years of my life, I was working out all the time and I would look in the mirror and be like, I don't, I do not look like a person that spends as much time on their fitness as I do. (laughs) I was doing, I was just running every day. I was not doing strength training. I didn't understand it. Um, So there's just a lot of, of people are willing to put in the time and the effort and the money. And there's a lot of frustration out there with people not seeing results in the way that they want to see them. So we're going to solve that problem. That's awesome. That makes complete sense. It's exciting. And I'll ask you again, if you want to put one out in the east end of Long Island, yeah. I'd love to show up. I, that sounds like that sounds awesome. Um, really, really cool. But, I mean, you've got all these great things that you've you've done. You're on to, you know, some new great things. You know, what's you know, leave off on this, like what's left for you to, you know, accomplish? Cause it's, it's definitely safe to say that you've kicked ass in business and, and much respect to you there. Yeah, that's sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, listen, there's, uh, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you're also somebody who loves to learn and grow. Um, and, and I, listen, I love to read. I just started my, my own podcast, which I'm loving. It's all about how to, so we're teaching people how to do spe- specific things, um, and really honing in on action steps from people who are experts in their space. Uh, starting my my book next week, actually, hoping to get that done uh, and out by the summer uh, is the is the goal. Um, so there's just you know a lot of those things, and you know maybe even maybe even pushing a little bit more into my personal life. I feel even though I've been in relationships over the years it's always taken a bit of a back burner to my career. And I feel like I'm finally entering a place, a little bit of a late bloomer as a 42 year old of like really making that more of a a focus in my life and thinking about what family means to me. Um, So just allowing some other things besides, besides business and entrepreneurship to have some space in my life. Well, good stuff. And it's never too late to do anything. So yeah, really, really good stuff. And uh, it's awesome. And really cool hearing your, your story today. Um, you know, thank you everyone. Thank you for, you know, being on the show today. I look forward to, I think I'm working on with my team to be on your podcast. Yeah. So yep. excited to show up and tell people how to do something. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm and, sure uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to narrow the list down to keep you focused. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> Otherwise I'll be all over the place. No, and, I just and, said that you've done a lot, Joe, like you've been, you've been super successful for yourself. So you can teach a lot of people, a lot of things. Cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. And same to you. And, you know, if you're watching today, I think the big takeaway is go all in um, and make sure that you've got your ambition. Uh, Super, uh, super important. Uh, Shout out to you on the new, uh, you know, the new venture uh, ambition. Make sure to check it out if you're in the city and around, um, you know, one of those locations. And um, always a pleasure speaking with you, Anne. Really loved your story. Love everything you got going on. Keep doing what you're doing and, uh, and keep growing. Thanks for being on. Good to see you. You too. Be well. Bye.